Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. And you're still not... Did, did you watch tonight? I, I watched tonight, and I watched uh, of last week's episode. So I kind of idea what's been going on. Yeah, last week's episode made me so angry. It was... I was... I thought it was so bad. What What exactly about it made you so angry? Uh, that basically not a single person in that crew could think for themselves for the entire episode. Mm. That Morgan basically was acting as though he alone was responsible for all these other adult human beings who have basically right. spent the last three plus years, however long it has been, uh, surviving. So clearly they should know what to do, right? Right. Yeah, so it just infuriated me. I was just like, who are these idiots and why do I, Why should I care? Mm-hmm. And And Morgan basically just, you know suddenly deciding that that he is he is alone responsible for these idiots and i'm like no right. who what what the hell is going on here uh hi folks i'm tim oh are we are we doing the thing we are doing the thing i forgot how the thing works <laughs> And, and I'm Dustin. And uh, this is Apocalypse Now. Now, Nikki is off this week. She's not feeling well. She'll be back next week for the finale. Uh, I can't wait to get the, the two of you on at the same time. And um, we're doing things a little differently tonight because, well, we, dumb. well we have a technology <laughs> issue on Dustin's end, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, it's it's not a technology issue per se, as in, like, the technology isn't working. It's more a technology issue in the fact that I lost the technology. So Dustin basically so, packed up his entire life into a giant pod. I know I was there. I helped. Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in one of the many boxes right. is a microphone. Yes, a very nice microphone. In fact, the, the microphone that we had been using for quite some time to, to, to record this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's in there somewhere. Uh, so we are, uh, the, the wonderful power of the internet, uh, doing a, an internet phone call that I can record. Uh, so the quality of Dustin tonight is interesting. Well, I'm doing my best. I'm nope. standing on a porch. I'm standing on a balcony that has no railings. Don't fall off. So that I can I can be at the highest possible point <laughs> so that the, the signal can go hit the satellite better. And even though I'm not in the house, I turn off the air conditioner so I can stand next to it. <laughs> okay. Because that's where the air conditioner is. Of course. It's on the porch with no railings. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. um... So so that's where we are (laughs) in Texas. Uh, And uh, how are the kids doing? Good, good. Well, the kids had an extra month to get used to Texas that I didn't have. Right. 
So they, they've they been, they, by the time I got here, they were like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Y'all want some sweet tea? <laughs> and I was like, Jamila, I'm going to comb that bouffant out as soon as I can get a hold of you. <laughs> and, uh, no, they were, they're great. They're having a great time. Ah, uh, well, it's good to have you back on the show. Um, it's good to be back. As much as, as much as I love having my kid, uh, be here the last, last three weeks, um, it has also been, you know, this is this is us. This is our show, and right, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward. Like I said, I'm looking forward to having her back next week and getting the two of you on because I think that it could be all kinds of fun for me to just sit back and listen to the two of you swear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we're looking forward to that. We got one episode right. left this season. There is, a, a, I think it's a, I think it's the following week. The regular The Walking Dead comes back. Oh God. So it's really quick. It's uh, usually we have that kind of weird, like three week like gap. A hiatus where we got something weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Nikki wants to do, and I love, I love this idea, a second show based on, and you and I did the first season uh, with Candle Cove, that sci-fi series based on, on creepypasta. Oh, right. Well, there's three more seasons after that. Oh, that's true. And so, and of course, she's a big creepypasta uh, fan. Just that right age, you know. Yeah. And so, and of course, you and I ran into the whole, you knew a lot more about creepypastas than I did. Because there's about 10 years between you and you and I, and there's about not quite 10 years between you and, and you and Nikki. So we've got that coming well, up as well. I, I also, like, they. there's people that read creepypastas on YouTube. And so I will sometimes, like, back when I was employed, because I still don't have a job yet, <laughs> um, I would put in my headphones and listen to somebody read creepypastas to me while I, like, drafted divorce decrees and stuff. <laughs> and that was really fun. You're welcome, welcome to come play on this, too. I mean, you know, this is just... We can have as many podcasts as we want. Oh, that's true. So... So, yeah. The internet is big. That's right. And there's room for everything. So, anyway, um, like I said, good to have you back. Let's talk about this week's episode. Okay. So, um, because I am now at my parents' house, I actually missed the two, like, the first the first episode that I, I missed with, with you guys. I was probably not going to ever see because just, just you know, I, was, I just got in, like, the day before, and I was right. just so exhausted. I don't even remember what I did. But, you know, now that I'm here and kind of established, like, my parents like, have their own Sunday evening routines, and it doesn't exactly include watching zombie television. <laughs> so, like, I missed another two. Like, like one Sunday, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's 1030 at night, and I didn't watch The Walking Dead. And, and then last week, I, oh, it was my birthday, so one week we did that. And then, so I'm actually a little bit behind because I haven't seen those episodes. I watched about 45 minutes of the episode just before this one. Mm -hmm. Just how that crazy lady killed all those people. Yeah. And like what her, a little bit of what her deal was. Although I missed the first part. Like, I guess, I guess she was with a guy or something and, and he died. And yeah. So apparently her, apparently, um, because women drivers on the walking dead universe are terrible. Uh, she had an accident with her husband in the car and we don't know when it happened because if it was at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse 
Uh, it makes a little bit of sense, and then it doesn't make any sense because she was at the side of the road apparently forever. And if it was later in the zombie apocalypse, the fact that she was so naive to think that people would stop to help her in this terrible, terrible, you know, walking dead world, um, it drove her crazy. And she became wow. and she became a murderous, horrible person who, you know, because nobody stopped to help her and her husband, uh, it made her strong and also crazy. And so wow. now she must kill everyone. And because she didn't hear Morgan say his name was Morgan, she thinks he's the guy who started this whole care package thing at the side of the road. She thinks it was him. So she thinks that it's that she thinks that Morgan is the leader of these guys. Or at least that's the way it reads, okay? There's no actual confirmation of this anywhere else aside from the fact that we hear we hear her side of that first conversation that he had at the convenience store. Uh-huh. And she is calling for Polar Bear, which is the handle of the guy who really is responsible for this. And we met him one of the episodes you missed. Oh really? Yeah, he is. He actually is. Uh, is had a, uh, somebody else who had a car accident or something, and Lucy basically sits with him as he dies, um, ah. and she gets him a beer, and she finds one of these care packages with one of Jim's beers in it, and she gets it to him, and he basically, you know, tells a little, gives enough information to, for us to know that this is the guy who started it all. And so when Crazy Lady is calling, uh, when she hears Morgan on the CB, or she starts calling for Polar Bear, and Morgan picks up the radio, she doesn't hear him say his name is Morgan. Um, and so she just basically goes, aha, it's, this is the guy. And this is why the vendetta seems to be in effect here. Ah. <clears throat> Which is so that's awesome. Well, actually, I honestly, I kind of like the fact that it's a misunderstanding. Oh. I kind of actually think that that makes that that makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> She's on her little, you know, roaring rampage of revenge, and they get stuck at this hospital last week. And right. So I we actually started recording this, um, you know, when I'm on my little rant about that. Uh, so I'm going to keep that in because I thought last week's episode was awful. It made me so mad. And this week, this week gets better, but there's still a lot going on this episode because it's just carrying on from, from last week in which I just want to slap all these people. Um, and I was tempted to push Jim off the roof of myself. <laughs> well, here's the thing I don't understand. Like, I get that you have to kind of have to do this for, uh, you know, so that it could be a shock or whatever. But, so Jim is apparently bitten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last week. Bitten by uh, the walker, that walker that fought. Yeah. Any any of the fight touched it back at all? That walker? Uh, not that and, I saw, And no but... point in the fight lifted his shirt above his head? <laughs> And bit him at no point, like, like, and then there's not a hole in the shirt. There, there should be a gaping hole in the shirt where the walker bit him. Okay. And I was just like, I know that you have to kind of, you have to suspend a little bit of that because, you know, there had, there had to be like, oh, he 
you know, but there should have been a cut. Like, there should have been a, if he cut himself on glass, which is what he thought, there would have been a hole in his shirt. There would have been a hole in his shirt, Timothy. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> and it was just like, and there was a point where like he, he like gets up and walks away. There's even blood on the back of his shirt. And it's like, who is your costume person? <laughs> <laughs> who did this? Were they too busy buying skinny jeans for all the girls to wear to realize that there is a huge error in, <laughs> in the way that this is all presented? <laughs> like, where's your production designer? Wait a minute. He needs a little cut in his shirt and a little bit of blood around the cut in his shirt. Well, that's okay. They're in a hospital that is essentially one uh, music cue away from Silent Hill. I mean, this uh-huh. this hospital. I'm like, what happened to this hospital during the? You know, did, was it was it raided? Was there a gigantic? Cause, I mean, there's all these ceiling tiles out. I mean, this hospital is totaled, and I'm like. Right. Um, no, I don't think it would. Anyway, you know, the production designer went a little overboard on that, but it's <laughs> just like okay, yeah, it's it's no, it, no, you're you're completely right, and and quite frankly, you know, Jim's whole whiny, you know, this is all your fault. I mean, that that he spends the whole episode do this, and then, and there's this there's this dramatic conflict between him and Morgan this entire episode. Where he's just like, you did this to me. And I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> so they're essentially, they're up on the roof. Um, and they don't they don't see Al anywhere because, because Al went to turn on the generator for the hospital, which apparently still works, to get the elevators to work. And so they don't know if she's alive or dead. And they're up on the roof. And Jim's bitching because he's a whiny little bitchy person. And... And Morgan's off there having angsty time because this is all my fault and I got him up here and now I don't know how to get down. And everybody else is sitting around going, we're morons. We can't think for ourselves. And, and Lucia doesn't speak at all. Yeah, I mean, she, remember when she was I, like, I, remember, I was, remember when I she, thought that was so weird this whole episode. Like, Lucia in almost every scene just sitting there like staring off into space and... You know, remember when she was a badass, right? Well, no, she did some pretty good stuff. She she got herself an axe and and went after some dudes. <laughs> yeah, but so they're talking about getting off the roof, and uh, June comes over and tries, and for the first time says something like a human being. Um, the because all last week she was basically I'm the medical person. That's all I am. And this week she finally sits there and goes, you know, any of us could have made this mistake. And it's like, well, this is an episode too late. And, mm-hmm. and Morgan's like, oh, well, I got to get you out of here. And, and I'm going, listen to the woman who finally developed a brain. And, oh, God, these people. Okay, so Althea turned on all the generators and then ascended to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. She's just like, all right, well, I've got it all taken care of. Peace out, y'all. I'll see you later. <laughs> like, I didn't understand that at all. That seems so out of character. Okay. And I know they're probably saving some stuff for like her for next next episode. It's going to be a big thing, and then she's going to like die really awfully and stuff. And you know, but it's just like it was so like random for her to just be like, "Okay, well, I wrote this note, and I'm gonna like go see if I can't find my truck now, even though you're all trapped on the roof." 
So they're like, well, we got to get out of here. And Morgan basically says, I'll create a distraction and you guys can get down to the ground level yeah, and get out. Decides so that they should use the last little bit of, of gas in the generator to run the freight elevator that apparently Al used to escape to get down to the, to the, to the loading docks or to the, to the uh, emergency ambulance bays. So, but he is going to go back up because Jim is still on the roof because Jim's being a whiny bitch. And Morgan's like, I have to get back up there and, and convince him to come down. And, and I'm thinking to myself, no, you don't. You really don't. No, you don't. Mm-mm. No, you can just leave him. It's okay. It's, you know. Oh, I loved how, I love one of my favorite things about this whole episode was when they found the uh, walkie-talkies. It was just like you said, just like a video game. It's like, oh, here we go. Here's some walkie-talkies that have been sitting on a charger all this time and still work perfectly. Everybody turn to Channel 4. You know? I know. I know. It's like, what happened? I mean, I literally. It's Channel 4. It's, you, and I have been, yeah. you and I have been defending this season. There's been so many, there's been so much fan backlash. I mean, obviously about, you know, Madison being killed off. But so many people have not liked. Right the direction this show has gone. And you and I have defended a lot of this season. But last week and right. a good chunk of this week, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> right. And I still I will still I still stick to it. They are gonna find Madison either at the end of this season or the beginning of next season. They're gonna find that bitch. I hope she's so. not dead. I you know because I think not dead. Especially when I'm watching the sh- I'm watching the episode and the big pre- the pre- you know Fear the Walking Dead season finale next week and it's the one it's the picture of it's her it's like the big like here she is like in her dynamic pose you know <laughs> I'm watching it you you watch it online I watch it live on on AMC right and it's like well obviously obviously they're not going to have her like I, I mean. Now, that's, I guess that's giving too little or too much credit to the people who are, like, actually running the advertisings. No, yeah. To, for them to think, oh, maybe we shouldn't put a character who's been dead all season on the, you know, on the marquee for the, you know, season finale. But, I, you know, I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling like it's going to happen. Well, you know, it'd be, I, I would be all right with it. I think it'd be, you know, we, we've we've established that that in many ways she is a really fantastic. I mean, yeah, she's a sociopath, but still, she's an incredible character. And for all that she made some really really questionable decisions over the last several years, uh, and they wrote her into some really really weird places the last few years. I, you know, here's the thing about it. I was watching the, the episode from this this week, the tonight's episode. And I was thinking about, like, how Madison would have handled this situation completely differently. Like, there's no way that she would have been, like, because she was, and I love Morgan. I think Morgan is an awesome character. He's a complicated character. He's got a lot of, you know, different things, you know, going on. Um, his, His feelings, like, he needs to, he needs to be around people, but at the same time doesn't want to be around people. He's a natural leader, but he's afraid of that role. You know, those are all complicated, important things. And, you know, there's very few black men who who anchor, you know, genre shows. And those are all important, but 
I think that Madison, as a, you know, as a woman who was not afraid to get her hands dirty and, like, like she would have, I just kept wondering, like, how would she have handled the situation? She would have slapped all these idiots across the faces and said, are you grown-ups? Yeah. You know, let's, we have to figure out a solution. It is not my job to figure out our solution for you. <laughs> you know? June wouldn't have had to tell Madison that anyone could have made this decision because Madison would have been like, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. We... It's so frustrating with these characters right now because it seems like this last episode and this one have been written by people who don't know who Morgan is. And because he suddenly, I mean, yes, he's not. And then I was, I was talking to Nikki about this. Morgan is not necessarily a leader. That's not his, that's not his inclination. He's somebody who he's a great team member. He's a fantastic second in command. He's the kind of person you want at your side, but he's not necessarily someone who's going to say, follow me. Um, I know what to do. Now, he's he did say he's heading back to Virginia and he wants these folks to come with him. But it's more like, this is what I'm doing. You're welcome to come as opposed to you have to come right. with me. But at the same time, he's also I mean, they've spent so much time, especially here on this very show building up the fact that he is a decisive person and he does, I mean, he's making those decisions for himself, but those, you know, oftentimes that involves him going back for somebody else. Right. But here it's so much like, you know, he's, he's so, he's so paralyzed by indecision. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? It's, it's very, very frustrating. Uh, so anyway, I could I, I could I could go on this rant again, and I already did it last week. I don't need to do it again. Okay. <laughs> Any more than I've already done it tonight. <laughs> let's all go. Let's all go and review Tim's podcast from last week to hear the rant because right. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm notorious. Like you, you all know that I don't actually listen to our podcast, so I'm not even like going. For that. Well, you're, you're there when we record it. You've you've heard it live. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, um, somewhere else in the great state of Texas. Charlie are track down the others, not really trying to track down the others. It's a little confusing because they they showed up at the at the place where the the eighteen wheeler exploded. But then Char then Alicia's like, let's just go east. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie's like, do you think that's where they went? And then like. Like, a hundred miles later, Charlie's like, no, seriously, do you really think this is the way they went? <laughs> and uh, and she, that's when Alicia's finally like, no, I don't. I just figured we'd go to Galveston. And I wanted to be at that point, like, is anybody, did Charlie mention to her, because obviously Charlie is a Texas native, we have to assume. Uh, is anyone going to, is Charlie going to mention at this point, Galveston is an island? Like, I'm taking you to Galveston. Don't you love that I'm going to Galveston for you? And Charlie's like, no, I'd really like to find my, you know, the people that have, like, you know, June and John Dory were basically trying to decide to raise me. Uh, it would be super fun to find them. And you still kind of hate me. But hey, miraculously, they stumble across the same place because Texas is actually the size of, I don't know, 
um, a small town, apparently. It's definitely, it's definitely not the second largest state in the Union. Because they find John and Strand just, you know, across the, the, the river that it, it was produced by flooding and stuff. So they're like, oh, look, there they are, because... Uh, narrative causality, I think, really is. Right. The... Was was there a John Strand? Was there a John Dorian Strand episode where they got into hijinks and got trapped on this little island? Yes, they uh, they basically got trapped on this little island and they tried to get across this this river uh, and discovered there was an alligator in it, ah. and so it became uh, basically well, it was a, it was the Walking Dead's Jaws episode. Because they they got a little they you know because John built a raft and um, then he was attacked by the alligator because Strand was like I'm not getting on your stupid little raft and then they uh, he comes back on shore and they took a fiberglass shell for the camper and they used that as a boat but that didn't work because the alligator attacked them and they ended up diving overboard and running back to shore uh, and so. And it was basically the whole episode of of John going, you know, I believe that we can get out of this because I have hope in the goodness of humanity and the power of positive thinking. And Strand's like, I have found alcohol. I do not require anything else. I am a complete wastrel and do not wish to go anywhere. I'm just going to drink myself to death on this stupid little island. And that was kind of their entire storyline. It lasted a lot longer yeah, so it's it was it was kind of annoying, but yeah. I like my favorite little part of like oh just because it's magic was the crazy lady in Al's SWAT van listening to them on the radio, like listening to Alicia talk to Morgan on the radio, figures out where Alicia is, and it's like ah, I'm gonna kill you. Oh no, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna faint for blood loss. This is this is such a hand of the writer series of events that it's so damn frustrating. Oh, I don't know what they're thinking. Well, you know they're, they've got a place they need to get. They need to get everybody in, in together so that they can have this final push for next week. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know, know they've got they've got all these characters now that they've got to kill off. So Alicia and Charlie, I love them because their whole dynamic is I still hate you. But I have to take care of you. <laughs> Charlie, she's like Alicia's like, I'm doing a nice thing for you. I'm taking you to Galveston. And Charlie's like, but you obviously hate me. <laughs> Why can't we find some other people so we can take a break from this dynamic? <laughs> they get Al's truck and um, the crazy. They tie the crazy lady up. And they use the truck, and they cross the little river, and it pretty much shows that at this point the river is like two feet deep. And I'm like, where's the alligator hiding at this point? Because I'm pretty sure that you could run across it and not get attacked by an alligator at this point. But they... Well, I do know, I do know that alligators are notoriously fast. Yes. Like, an alligator, because they're so low to the ground and they're, they they have that, like, swivel like a snake, are like, they can go, like, 35 miles an hour or something crazy. Okay, so there's still a little bit of threat. I will, I will, I will acknowledge that. All right. So then they come, they come tearing across the water 
And they pull up, and it's like, hey, guys, you want a ride? And they're like, yeah, we'd like a ride. Great, fantastic, hop in. Who's this crazy lady you have tied up in the backseat? She's a terrible person who's tried to kill all of us. We're just going to keep her here. We're gonna get, she got She's now our friend. She hates us, but we're going to keep her. I would have just dumped her on the island. Yeah, <laughs> Let her deal with why, the alligator. Why did they... So that she could get away at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert for the rest of the episode. Right. Cause... So now they have... Now everybody ends up back in Austin uh, trying to save the group from the hospital. Luckily... The batteries of every car around the hospital um, still work, and they all have car alarms right. that go off when you when you crush parts of the car. And so they're able to draw the walkers away while everybody but Morgan gets away from the hospital. And Jim, don't forget. Yeah, well, yeah, and and Jim. Because Jim doesn't want to go and Morgan doesn't want to leave him. And Jim's kind of like, why are you still here? And everyone watching the show is kind of like, why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. And it's just, oh, God. Anyway, uh, so then uh, everybody comes back with a fire engine. And it's one of the one of the ladder trucks. And, and I'm like, well, of course the fire engine still works. How convenient. Right. And I love how they, like, abandon it at the end. Like, okay, so they obviously they get Morgan off. Right, yeah. So they raise the, the they raise the ladder up. It doesn't go all the way to the roof, so Morgan has to make his way down uh, at least a, you know, a, a story or so uh, to another layer, another ledge, and then leap across uh, open right. space to the basket on this, on this uh, ladder truck. He jumps, and he gets to the, the next level down, and he's attacked by a walker. And then John shoots the walker in the head from the distance and a moving target because he's a trick shooter, and sure, this works. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't stare too, too no. much at that. Like, I, I think I would have liked it better if Jim had, had, you know, saved him there. I kept expecting him to. Right. And so then Morgan jumps across to the basket, and he makes it to the basket, and it comes down, and then Jim has his last speech, which is, this is how you make my beer. As they, he, came, he gives the message, he gives the, gives the recipe to Sarah, and then they hop into the, into Al's truck, still no sight of Al, by the way, and, and they discover that Crazy Lady has gotten away, somehow. But they decide to go find Al and then head up to Virginia. Now, here's something I noticed, and I want to know if you noticed this, too. Like, in the back, everybody's kind of sitting in the back of the SWAT vehicle. Mm-hmm. Did, did that set get bigger? <laughs> did you they know build, what? Because there's, like, six people on each of those benches, and I, I could have sworn that that was a lot smaller before. It didn't click looking at it. But it was not that big of a space, and it's not that big of a vehicle. There are shelves and things right. that take up space in there. So that's a good question. I, um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me the way they actually are with right. time and distance and space and things. But, uh, so no. So, yeah. So Basically. at the very, very end, Crazy Lady is 
finds Jim's zombie body and writes the formula for his beer all over his face. Because, of course, she heard this even though she was not inside the fire truck. She was in the the tank. But she had a radio. She had a radio. That's how she was tracking them. But but she was tied up in the tank. She was tied up in the tank. Well, she knows about Channel 4, Tim. Why are they even leaving a radio near her that she can even listen in on? Oh, reasons. <laughs> so she can write the recipe on, on his face. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... And that's kind of where the episode ends, right? They're all driving off to look for Al because, of course, Al is going to be easily found in a city this size. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I don't understand about how they're, they're going to go look for Al. They drive out to the fucking country before they decide to go look for Al. Austin, urban area, and from where they were, like where you see them in like relation to like the buildings they're in, like the buildings that are in the background, they are in downtown Austin. And so apparently they, before they decided to go look for Al, who was on foot and would probably have not gotten very far away from the hospital in the mid, what? Let's, let's estimate, like give her, you know, a wide estimate of like two or three hours. Like if she escaped like, you know, three hours, if she escaped the hospital three hours before uh, the team, the rest of the group did, she would not have gotten that far in Austin. And you're she being, would not have gotten out of the city in Austin. I think you're being optimistic on the time. I don't even think it was that long. Well, remember, these are also the same people who thought that they should go look for Charlie, a small girl on foot, in another town. <laughs> That's true. You know, The Walking Dead has a really, really terrible track record of going to look for people. And it started on the farm... And it carried over to Fear the Walking Dead. Continues to this day. It's, it's a venerable part of somebody they're going to go look 400 miles away from where they need to be looking. So that's the episode. <laughs> like I said, but I honestly, I think for all its faults, I think this was a really fun episode. It was, like I said, it was better than last week, but there's still so much that's wrong with this week. So, you know, I'm really hoping, should we talk tonight, should we talk about what our, what our, uh, what our what our estimates for death is. Okay, we can do that. Because it's a, it's a, I think it's an hour and a half episode next week. Okay. And um, I think we've got... Okay, so we're going to keep Morgan. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep Alicia. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to keep Charlie, because we have to have someone to threaten on a regular basis. But everybody else is fair game. Yeah, I, I have I have no expectation that Al is going to live. Like, I feel like Al is going to go, is going to die pretty soon. In that episode. And I think that's unfortunate, because we really haven't gotten much of her backstory. We got the tiniest hint of it last week, where she implied that she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to either a family member or someone she loved. Very much a, this is a thing that happened to me, you should go spend time with your brother. But we still really haven't gotten her backstory really. As much as I love her as a character, and I think that she's a badass, and I think Maggie Grace is doing a great job, I just feel like you're right. I think that she is she is sort of a a you know peripheral. Not she's been a central character, but also very peripheral in that she's more of the observer. Yeah, and I don't think that that's necessarily. I don't see a lot of 
storyline for that. Anyway. I don't want her to be one of the casualties because I do like the character, but I could very easily see her being one of them. Um, right. Now, I part of me says that Strand is safe, but... Um, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like... like because that character has been a, a little bit one note for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm the ne'er-do-well who likes to drink, and as long as I've got my bottle of the alcohols, and I can, I can talk about how... You know, I've got a. I'm. I'm a bad man with bad intentions. You know. Yeah. That doesn't come anywhere close to the manipulative genius that he was for the first two seasons of the show. We kind of saw that going off, losing that last season where he was trying to do the whole the whole water subplot and manipulate all of that stuff at the dam. Right. <laughs> And he kind of blew it, but at least he was trying. Here, this season, he's yeah, you know, he's basically crawled inside a bottle. And I think I think there's even odds on him. I think either way, I think he's got a fifty-fifty shot of making it. Yeah, I think Al's got a one-third shot. Like I just <laughs> think that you know, and I think honestly, like I I even think maybe maybe uh, uh, Tara. What's what's her brother's name? Tara and what's his name? Wait, no. I think they might have a better shot at making it than Althea. Because they have a, they're very interesting, dynamic characters, and they add something new to the show that hasn't been there before. You know, a real a real sense of humor. Because, you know, Mo Collins and DJ Smooth are both uh comedians. Oh yeah. Well yeah. And so they add I think you know they've added some. There's been a, there's been a real uptick, like a you know there's like a life givingness to them being there, and I don't think that the show's gonna get rid of that right away. I I don't know. I'm 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 gonna say because because this is not a show where humor survives. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them fifty fifty odds too. And I don't foresee. I, I, I you have to count the, those two characters as a unit. Because I don't see them killing one of them off and keeping the other. I think if one of the characters gets caught in a situation where they're they're going to die, the other one is going to die with them. Yeah. Because they're family. Now, here are the two that concern me. John and June. Oh, really? Because they, have, they already have this whole semi-tragic love story... Basically, you know, he saved her and she kind of saved him and, and he's such a sweet guy and he's such an optimistic person and she's finding herself and finding love with him and all these things. And I'm like, oh, you guys are so doomed. Right. But here's the thing. Like, if you if you were to, like, line up the people by their name recognition, well, sure, sure, the guy who plays John Dory, no one knows who he is, but he's such a recognizable character, a television character actor that you go, oh, he's that guy. That's that guy. And so it's like it's like Jenna Elfman, and him, they're such recognizable, although I will say because of that, you know, there's a good chance they were only, like, we'll do a season, you know. So I think that their relative television fame works for and against them. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of think I would give, I don't know, I, I guess I'd put them in the same category as Althea, like give them one-third. Yeah. Odds of surviving. Um, I think Lucy's going to survive. 
You do? I do. I think Lucy's going to survive. Because at some point, there's a writer somewhere in the writer's room who has been fighting for the last several episodes to make Lucy a badass again. And they are going to, they're going to, they're going to put their foot down and go, no, I need to have at least one episode where she kicks ass again and shows that she's this tactically intelligent, hard fighter who we have completely derailed for the last several, you know, last half a season. Um, So we can't kill her off yet. Right. Or at least I want that anyway, I guess, because I, you know, I'm so... She's a character who I don't think they served well, especially the second half of the season. Oh, definitely not. I feel like they've made they've. Uh, I don't think she said a single word. It's a problem that the Walking Dead shows seem to have with race in that way, because it's like you know the 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 flagship show had that whole like oh if there are two black guys on we got to kill off one of them problem for a real long time yeah. And then Fear the Walking Dead, oh, we've got to have a smiling Latina lady standing in the background. You know? Well, you know, it's interesting how much when we were in Mexico, she was this strong, powerful character who, you know, was very decisive, very much was... We talked a lot about agency last week on the podcast, how how everybody, everybody on the show sacrificed all of their agency so Morgan could be, you know... Please save us, Mr. Morgan. Um, but she definitely, she had agency when they when the show was in Mexico. Once they got back to the States, and, you know, suddenly she's just Nick's girlfriend. Right. And, you know, I mean, and especially there was that little bit of, little bit of tension with the fact that, of course, they're on a ranch with a bunch of, you know, very pleasant racists. But, you know, at least there was at least there was some of that dynamic going on with her going, gee, I feel a little too brown for this room. Um, right. Yeah. No, this the second half of this first half of the season, I think, was, was kind of a mixed bag for her. But the second half of the season has been really not done her her, her justice as a character. And I'd like I guess I just want her to live so that we can have more of yeah. the way she used to be back. That would be that would be great. Right. Give us something. Give us at least something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, you, you're going to say that she's going to survive. I would give her one eight on. <laughs> I think that she's on her way out. Oh, yeah. I would say that it's pretty, in my in my opinion, that they've not done anything with Lucia interesting for, like, four episodes. Yeah, that's true. And so they don't know what to do with her, and they're going to get rid of her. And I think I think the same thing. They're going to probably do the same thing with Al, not because she is not interesting, but because they don't know what to do with her. Because you know, eventually she's going to have to stop. If she didn't want to keep her around, eventually she's going to have to stop being the observer and become an active participant. Well, yeah, no, and, and they, they haven't done they haven't done any favors for the character by having her basically just bug out in this episode and leave them a note. <laughs> right. And, and, but I think, so I think if anybody, any two are going to die, it's going to be those two. And I think that very close, I think that, that strand and John Dory and, uh, is it June? Yeah. June strand and John Dory and June are next in line to die. 
and then uh, Sarah and Wendell, and then at the very top, the probably not going to die are the your are Alicia and Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It they they could all make it out. It's possible. They could. I think that would be great. I would be totally fine with that if everybody if everybody who was introduced on this in this season of the show made it out. I would. I'd be totally fine with that. But you know what? You really want you want them all to be saved at the last minute by Madison. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to happen. That's what I feel <laughs> is the truth is going to happen. Like I said, I think I think the last episode that I was actually on this show, I did not go on the rant about foreshadowing. Uh huh. And how how if you look at foreshadowing, and of course I've missed the three episodes of the show, so I probably haven't heard any more foreshadowing. I'm sure that there is. There has been. You know, I'm sure that Alicia gave one impassioned speech about how great her mother was. She did. And, she did you know, kind of imply that you know she she needed to do one good thing, and that was kind of because of her mom. So, right. So you know, I think that I, I just you know, if you look at the foreshadowing, especially if I'm watching the show series finale or season finale of Walking Dead, and it shows, and it's Madison like biggest life, and Morgan's right behind her, and they're like. Running, you know, they, you know, it's that, that same still that they used at the very beginning of the season, right? That made you think that Morgan and Madison were gonna like be teaming up to kick ass and take names. It was that still, <laughs> and so I'm like, why are they using this still when this character's supposedly been dead for six, seven, like ten episodes? <laughs> Either somebody made a mistake at AMC in the marketing department, or they're telling us Madison is coming back. <laughs> That's the only two things I can think. Well, you know, like I said, I, we we have made it very clear that despite the insistence of the of the cast and the crew that she's gone, that we didn't believe it, and. <laughs> I think that I be I am completely all on board with her showing up at the last minute, going a little crispy, a little a little bit a little bit singed, um, basically going right. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll take it from here. Yes. Alicia said like six times. Alicia has said six times. No one's gone until they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, good to have you back on the show. It's good to be back, Tim. I have missed talking to another adult that's not related to me by blood. <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, I am happy to, to help provide that service for you. Right. <laughs> you know. All right, folks, if you've enjoyed this, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can tell us how you feel on iTunes and podcast.com. You can give us a rating, give us a comment. We'd love to have that kind of feedback from you. Uh, We will be back, of course, next week with the season finale of Fear of the Walking Dead. And then following that, we're basically going to roll right into The Walking Dead, the premiere of The Walking Dead, and the final season of Rick uh, in whatever way he leaves the show. I think he's going to ascend to heaven on the backs of kittens. (laughs) Sure. Okay. There's no, I don't feel like there's any way they're going to kill off Rick Grimes. 
Well, but we didn't think they were going to kill off Carl either. True. So, we'll see what happens. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. And again, thanks for coming back, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.